Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Off the Record, a podcast with Ashton. I just want to say first, thank you guys for all the love in my absence, because I still have been seeing that a lot of you guys are still listening, are still watching the episodes. So I'm very appreciative of that because I have been off away dealing with a lot of personal shit and personal things that I'm going to really kind of dive a little bit into today, which is why things are a little different. You know, I'm very relaxed today. I'm comfortable. I got my Nike sweatshirt on. I don't have my computer. That was my mistake. I did forget it. Um, I don't have my computer here, but I just wanted to kind of strip down a little bit, be more uh, at a comfortable, you know, and comfortable with myself. So I'm able to really open up and share today uh, just about a little bit of the stuff, like I said, that I kind of have been dealing with and kind of working through this past like two months. I think it's been like two months uh, from the last episode. But before I really dive into anything else, I want to say first and foremost, please make sure you like, comment and subscribe on this video. Please share it with your homies, share it with your homeboys, your homegirls, your uncles, your cousins, your aunties, your nephews, your nieces. Ashton is for everybody, okay? <laughs> Spread me out. But uh, go ahead and do that. And again, follow us on our multiple uh, media platforms, you know, social media like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that shit, you know, you know, all that stuff. So, like I said, I've been dealing with quite a few things um, during this like two months absence or whatever. So I, I kind of want to start it one way. So let me just, I guess, go ahead and do that. So First and foremost, also, I want to dedicate this episode to my late cousin, Jaden Hullaby. Um, I'll get into more of that a little bit at the end of the uh, episode, just because of the story, I guess, I'm going to set up for you guys and really where me and my cousin really connected and he really played an interesting part in my journey so far. So I'll get into that later. But again, this episode is dedicated to my late cousin, Jaden Hullaby. I love you so much. Okay, so... I think the best way to really for me to start it off uh, to kind of let you guys into a little bit about what's going on is uh, a couple months ago. Well, I would say like last month uh, on Facebook, I saw this like really interesting thing going around, which I was really liking that people were sharing and kind of being open and vulnerable, talking about what's going on with their lives. So I really wanted to start it off with that because I feel like it'll set it up for me to kind of go into, you know, everything. So uh, the post says, let's talk says what is life teaching you right now and at the time that I did take the screenshot it had over 49,000 49, shares on uh, Facebook which is a lot of people right okay so back to me what is life teaching me right now life is teaching me that none of this shit is predictable and you can't control any of this shit you cannot control anything everything is out of your hands and you can just play the cards that you were dealt you know, this past two months, while I haven't been in like a depression or anything like that, I've definitely been in like self-reflection mode, you know, really trying to think about my future and what and really what I'm leaving behind or what I'm trying to set up for my future to, you know, so I can do other things that I, I want to do that I'm called to do, you know, and 
for me, unfortunately, I am a, I'm a Gemini. Hello, Gemini gang. And my birthday was May 31st, just FYI. So y'all can send me some birthday love too in the comments. Thank you. Uh, but um, since I was new, I was kind of entering, entering to a, a newer age. I'll be, I'm 28 this year. Uh, it, it really got me thinking about like long-term stuff, you know, things that you really want long-term, goals that you really have for yourself long-term. And while it's great to have those goals, those goals can't consume you. You still have to be able to live a life with still having your goals, I guess, at the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for me, unfortunately, I'm a person that I do with everything very personally. I do with everything kind of to myself, with myself. And that's also not a good thing either because it does really put you in like this rut. And I feel like for a little bit of time, I've been in that rut of just trying to figure out, okay, am I doing everything right? Am I accomplishing the things that I want to accomplish? Am I focusing on the things I need to focus on? You know, when you really think about life, life is such a juggling act. I, I explained it to my mom that basically making sure that I'm accountable for everything that I'm accountable for, you know, like beyond, beyond anything like surface, like say beyond your job and all your responsibilities at your job, you still have family, you still have friends, you still have bills, you still have I mean, things, birthdays, births, deaths, I mean, all this shit in between. And it's all about how you juggle and manage everything because every, now life is not easy for any of us. It's not, it's not easy. There's no book that we can read. There's no guide that we can read that's going to teach us how to look, how to really be our most authentic self. Sure, there's a plenty of like self-help books and stuff, and that might guide you to where you need to be. But ultimately, you know best about you, right? And I think I was stuck in that. I was stuck in that of just doubting myself, not being sure of myself because, you know, so many things have been shaky. Like really, I would say like one particular uh, situation that I hit, I hit a financial, uh, I hit a financial roadblock. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was a person that never had to worry about money, which is a privilege in so many ways, a privilege and a blessing in so many ways. And I never had to worry about money. I never had to worry about any of that. I would, I was the person that would go to a store. If I saw it, I liked it. I picked it up, never worried about how much it costs, never really thought about how much it costs because I didn't really have to worry about that. But oh, <laughs> but oh, now with everything just fucking flipped upside down, you know, again, the economy, shit, fucking gas high, rent high, food high, groceries high. I'm high. It's just everything's fucking high. And now I really have had to kind of sit down and try to make a budget. I've never had to live on a budget, you know, but I've actually had to sit down and live on a budget, which sound makes me sound number one. It makes me sound like super spoiled or something. And I guess I've been comfortable. I've been comfortable. I've been comfortable all 20, 28 years of this, you know, this journey. I've been comfortable. But really, I feel like in this particular stage, God has shaken up my comfortability. He has literally turned it upside down almost. So I and now I'm having to really step to the forefront and be more demanding about the things that I want, more clear about the visions that I set and the goals that I set which is a blessing in a lot of ways. It's a blessing because it does keep me accountable. It keeps me responsible, right? But then it can be overwhelming. As like I said, I uh, I do. I try to take everything on, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a person that wants to do X, Y, and Z if I can, and then bitch might circle around to get A and B and C. But 
that's not the best way to do it, especially not for myself, because I get very overwhelmed very easily, too. And it's just not a good way to do it. Like my sister gave me this like little saying, which I thought it was very stupid when she told me because it sounded fucking stupid. But it's very true. She was saying that uh, you can't eat an elephant in one day. You have to eat it piece by piece by piece by piece. And that is truly the truth. You cannot attack it in one day. There's just no way that every issue or every problem that comes up, every, you know, even not even problem necessarily, just un inconvenient circumstance that comes into your life and that happens to you. It's not always for the worse. It's maybe be sent to destroy you, but you should use that as your fuel. You use that as your motivation to turn it around and not let it penetrate you in the negative way. And I feel like that's what I'm learning now at this particular stage of my life. Like I said, life is uncontrollable. None of us are in control. It, I mean, if you believe in God, it is God. If you believe in something else, I respect that too. But for me, it is God. God controls this ship. And I think we hurt ourselves by trying to fight the ship or fight the path that God is trying to send us down. And that's where a lot of that stress, that anxiety, that, because we don't know what's next. We don't know what the future looks like. But shit, you just walk it. You walk it in faith. And I'm learning that. I'm learning that I can do that. And I don't have to second, I don't have to second guess myself, self-doubt. I don't have to be self-destructive because I do have some self-destructive tendencies, which I'm sure we all do in our own ways, but I don't want to do that anymore. You know, like I said, God has shaken up my comfortability and he's really making me choose me and always. Whereas again, before I could kind of just sit back and relax and not really worry about a lot of stuff. You know, now I do, I really do have to worry about that. And I think it's just better anyways, you know, especially as you get older, like I shared in my previous episode, my, my coming to age, you know, when we talk about our parents, you know, our relationships with our parents become so different as we get older, you know, when they get old, we get old too. And we're now the roles kind of reverse in a sense where you have to really kind of think about, okay, when mom gets to a certain age, when dad gets to a certain age, whose house are they going to go to? Who's going to care for them? Who's going to make sure that they have X, Y, and Z? Like, especially with siblings, that is a conversation that has to be had, you know, but you have to also still be in the right space to take on those tasks. And I think that's what, uh, that's what this particular era of my life is. I'm trying to prepare for all future. And of course, there's some things that's going to happen. Like I said, there's some things that's going to come out of it that you really can't control that you don't know, but you have to learn how to roll with the fucking punches too. And I'm not really a super flexible person. Let me get a drink. I'm not a super flexible person like that, which is really a bad fucking thing. If you ask me, that's terrible, you know, but it's real. You know, I have a hard time with control. I like to control things. I like to, I'm a planner. I like to have things on the calendar. OK, if you say you're going to do it, let's do it. You know, I, I'm very much that way. But then you also have to understand that. Shit, everybody wants to be like that. Everybody hopes to do that. But things happen. Things happen. Circumstances happen. And and again, all things that happen to you or or for you really isn't always bad. Again, God's what is it? God's rejection is God's protection. Whatever the hell that saying is, y'all know what I'm saying. It's true. It really, everything is not always bad. And so with that, like I said, I was going through all that, especially really, I think for me, even with all the other things, because I had family stuff during the time and I had, you know, all that kind of shit. But really, I think during 
the financial thing really was the one that really kind of hit me the most. Because like I said, I was a person that never had to worry about finances. I never, yeah, I never had to ever think about it. And again, that, again, that sounds so, I don't know. I don't know if that sounds snobby or what, but I don't know. I just never really had to like that. Just, just, I never had to, but now I actually have to. So that kind of hit me the hardest because I feel like there's a little shame in that. There's a little, um, I don't know, like embarrassment in it, but you know what? The thing is, shit, it happens. It happens and it's real and shit, I'm dealing with it and dealing and working through it and we, we good and we're, and we're going to be good because God is going to carry us through, period. Now, here's a little quote also that I found that kind of went along with what uh, I, I was sharing. And I want to leave it, leave it off with that. So it says, stop trying to force what's next in your life. God will reveal the next steps. If he hasn't shown you, that means it's not time. He may want you to rest now and then he will give you the next set of instructions. Rest is a season. Embrace it. And that's where I've been. I've been in that season of rest and um listening to God and letting God tell me what's next, when I'm ready, how I'm ready. And I'm glad to be back. I'll say that. I'm glad to be back. So in the midst of all of that, dealing with my ups and downs, just figuring out life as we all do, my cousin, <laughs> my cousin Jaden, um, amazing guy, amazing, amazing, amazing guy. He and I started to get close around this time. Uh, and we got very close, you know, for my whole life, I feel like I really never knew him my whole entire life. I feel like I never really knew him because when they were young, even though I was there for he, when he was born, I was in the hospital for his birth, got to see him when he was a, a little bitty baby. And then of course, time after that, but for the most part of our life or my life, I lived in Paris. They lived here. We very rarely got to see each other when we were younger, you know. So then when we actually ended up moving from Paris to here, uh, they were super into football. Him and his brother Landon, shout out to Landon, I love you too. Uh, they were super into football. So they were super busy, like all the time. And now that I look back, I, I swear I really wish, I, 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 for, I hate that we let so much time go go by. But again, you know, re uh, retrospect is 2020, but, you know, they were super busy in football and sports and always on the go, always on the move. So, again, I never really got to just like get to know him. But this particular season of both of our lives, we wound up getting to know each other and crossing paths. And for those few months that we really hung out, like the first time we actually hung out, we hung out the entire week. Like <laughs> we hung out the entire week, like literally we just clicked and it was just a thing so the time that I had to spend with him I cherish it so 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 much and he came in at an interesting part because I was dealing with all that stuff you know and like I said earlier I'm a person that I deal with things alone I deal with things by myself I don't really like to let people uh in on when I'm not feeling my best I just stay to myself and while that's good in some ways, because you do have to kind of take that time to breathe, to heal, to understand what's going on and what's next. It's also not good because you're not having that outlet. You're not getting that outlet. And he was the outlet for me. He became my outlet. He really did. Like when we spoke, he never judged. He, he never judged me from the time we started 
like really talking. He never judged me. He listened. And every time I thought I had a crazy ass story, he had a crazier story to follow up with it. So <laughs> he made me feel comfortable. And again, that's something that's hard for me. I, I, I'm, I'm like Fort Knox around this bitch. I can close it up real tight. And that's self-destructive really too. But he really became my outlet. He became my brother, you know? And I'm going to pull up a text. I'm, it's going to be somewhere on the screen. But this particular text really amplifies what I mean by saying that he became my outlet. He became my brother. So this was on April 11th. Uh, he had called me. I think I had just got off work or something and went home. Well, not just got off work because it says 923. So not just got off work. But I had gone home and I had gotten a shower and he had called when I was in the shower. So when I got out of the shower, I texted him. I just said, just got out of the shower. Are you good? And so he said, call me. I got a question for real. And so when we got on the call, uh, he was asking me, he was, Jaden was just, I don't even remember. <laughs> but he was just saying some crazy shit. It, it, it had nothing to do with really anything. He just didn't want my opinion on some shit. So <laughs> he was, you know, going on telling me that. And so, but in the midst of the call, in the midst of the call, I had taken, for clarity, I had taken a week off of work. I had taken a week off of work because it was like a mental, a mental leave for me because I just was in a space where I was, again, trying to figure everything out, trying to understand what the fuck is going on and really not stay in it. I wanted to find a solution. I wanted to, I, I had the problem. Now I needed to come up with a solution. And for, for, for all shit, because it was a lot of shit going on at the time. Like I said, I had family shit in the midst of that. Like literally family shit in the midst of that, that hurt me, that hurt me so bad that I just tried to soldier through and tried to, again, find the solution. But in the midst of all that, I had shared that with Jaden one night. We were talking and hanging out like we did. And I had shared that with him, you know, that I was struggling mentally and that I needed, you know, just somebody to really kind of lean on in a time like that. And I have, I have friends that I know I could, but not somebody that's family, like, again, that never made me feel judged, that never looked at me crazy, that never made me second guess myself or my thoughts or how I felt. He just literally listened and, like, let me talk and speak and vent, you know, like, hell, even to the point where it was some shit I would say for him. Like, I knew it was going to hang up, so I'd be like, okay, I'm going to say this shit. And so when he, when he would pull up, I'd be like, nigga, I got some shit to tell you. Like, <laughs> literally, like, that was my brother. But uh, in the midst of the call, he um he asked me how I was doing, like how my break had helped and if my break had helped uh, me mentally and how I was feeling or was I feeling better. And that really meant so much to me, like almost in the call. I almost was so shocked that he had asked that I, I answered, you know, and I just moved on like I naturally do. But when we had got off the call, let me take a shot. Hmm. Whew. I got that that Migos, okay? So y'all know what time it is over here. <laughs> At early o'clock, okay? Shot o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere, bitch. Get your drinks. Y'all already know how the game goes. Get your drink, get your smoke. Because we're just talking. I'm just sharing. I'm just letting my feelings out, you know, all that stuff. That's why I say it's a different type of video, baby. So just get into it, like it, love it, and we're going to move on. But let me talk my shit. Uh <laughs> So uh, he had he had asked about how I was doing mentally. And I'm telling you, 
that meant so much to me because not just that he's my cousin, but it's, it showed that he actually cared about how I was. And I'm usually the friend that I always check on everybody. Like I'm the one that's still in contact with motherfuckers. Like people will come to me. Like, I know you talk to so-and-so or I know you still reach out to, because I'm that person. I call myself a connector. I say I'm a connector. Like, if you need something, I probably know somebody that knows somebody and I can connect you to. And I'm checking in on everybody. I want to make sure everybody's good because that's just how I am. But with that, as I shared, I think I actually shared this before on this podcast, but with that, I don't always get it in return. I don't always get it in return. And when he asked about how I was doing and how I was feeling, that meant so much to me. So after the call, of course, like I said, with the text, I said, I sent him after we had got off the call, you know, we had did all that or whatever. I sent him a text and I just said, hey, I just realized that you had asked if my break helped. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Like, thank you, my guy. And then he said, yes, sir. But that just really shows like how much of a, a, a great relationship and a great guy he was. My cousin was so talented in sports i mean like beyond talented and i actually have actually brought um the uh what the fuck is this shit called what is this thing called i don't know what is this thing called <laughs> i'm drunk i actually brought i actually brought the obituary from the funeral because actually and i just started reading this shit i didn't even know some of the stuff he had done like i didn't know that he had got he had earned the City of Mansfield 2014 Male Athlete of the Year Award. I had never known that. I never knew that, literally. And he said, due to his track and field accomplishments, where he brought recognition to the city with, sil with gold, silver, and bronze medals. He was a also a key contributor to the 2018 Bishop Dunn State Championship football team. I didn't know that. Like, I just, I knew he was obviously great. I knew that he was obviously talented, but I, I really did not know that. So, that was incredible. And then, of course, the funeral. We we did have the funeral. Uh, and, you know, it was beautiful. I saw a lot of family that I hadn't seen in a long time. I was one of the honorary pallbearers. And that was such an honor for me because I knew that he would do it for me. So I definitely wanted to be there for him in that moment. And it's just a full life moment for real. Like, like I said, I was there when he was born. And then I was there when he was put to rest. Like that's that's a thing I feel like it's I would never be able to explain unless you've actually experienced it yourself, you know, of seeing somebody literally life be born, like bore life and then being there to bury them. And I think it still shocks me a little bit. Like, I think I'm a little bit still in shock because he was so young. And that's another part of death, too, that when they're older you kind of rationalize it a little bit better right like oh well they were able to live their life they were able to you know accomplish this accomplish that and while he did accomplish a lot like i just read some he did accomplish a lot he was only 21 he had just turned 21 in february and to think that we actually spent that time too together you know i just cherish i just cherish that so much and if anything like we talked to, he was so excited for me with this podcast and about my podcast and I know he also was interested in starting a podcast so we I would kind of give him some pointers give him some ideas and he was going to do it and he was actually going to come here we were going to shoot an episode together and I just hate now that I look back that we never got to do those things we never got to uh, get him on the podcast we never got to really actualize a lot of that those conversations that we had but I knew that 
he would be so proud of, he is so proud of me. He is so proud that I'm doing this. And I just wanted to really use this episode to honor him because he is my family. And more than that, he is my brother. And while he is gone, he is with me. He is with me always. He is with me here in spirit and love. And I just, I honor him. And I'm going to miss that that bond you know i'm gonna miss that bond so much for real like if anything all i'm gonna miss that like sure he was great at football he played for ut austin then he went to university of new mexico and played there so he was great at what he did but beyond all of that he was a great person and i'm gonna miss that bond i'm gonna miss that brotherhood i'm gonna miss that love for sure for sure you know but the only way to for me to really move past it is to move through it and that's what I'm doing I've been talking about it a lot which I think helps me in a lot of ways being able to vocalize being able to put my feelings into you know like my get my thoughts out you know get them out and which is again like I said like what I wanted to do with this episode just get my thoughts out get my feelings out my emotions out so people can kind of know where I'm at and I accept all prayers, you know, people definitely have sent condolences and their love and prayers and well wishes. And I appreciate that. And I want to say thank you to everybody who has, because that's been so important. And to my family, you know, I, I love my family. I just want to make sure that this is not in vain, you know, I, th this is not in vain because there were so many things that Jaden wanted us to do and had and we said we would do it together, me and him. It was going to be me and him. We were going to do it together. And so since I know those things, I feel like now it's my responsibility to be that older cousin and, and step up and facilitate them because that's what he would have wanted. And my guy, my guy, I love him so much. And I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. And everything that he accomplished. And I love him. And yeah, <laughs> so that's just what I've been up to. You know, I've been dealing with all that, you know, mixing it up, moving it around, you know, rearranging my life. But like I said in the beginning, what is life teaching me? Life is teaching me that it's unpredictable and none of this shit can be planned. And you just have to learn how to roll with the punches and and love it, you know, love it, hate it, like it, whatever. We're in this bitch and we just got to make the most of it and make the best of it. And that's just what I tend to do because that's what Jaden would want me to do. He would want me to continue this podcast, to keep going strong and to move on and to and, but move on with love and move on with life because that's what he did. He was so optimistic. He was so, he really was awesome. Like, he, he was awesome, which is a testament, like, at his funeral. We had the UT coaches there. We had the University of New Mexico coaches there. People, and then tons of people, like, tons of his friends and people that he played with and all those things came to support him. And that is just a small testament of the people and the lives that he touched because I know there was probably people that couldn't have been there that wanted to be there. So, Thank you to everybody who loved my cousin, who protected my cousin, who was there. His brother Landon, I love you. Um, and yeah, like that's just what I've been dealing with, you know. And I just, again, thank you to everybody for your prayers. It's one of those things that's like it's hard to navigate, but it's a part of life. And everybody at some point is going to feel that pain. And I pray if you are going through this or if you have gone through it recently, I just send you, or if you're still dealing with the loss, you know, because grief is not a cut and dry thing, but I pray uh, all well wishes, my sincerity, 
my condolences. And yeah, so I'm going to take this shot on behalf of Jaden because, first of all, we didn't get to turn up for my birthday, but we turned up. But taking this in memory of my cousin, I love my cousin and um, I love you guys. And we will be back to regularly scheduled programming. This is, again, a different type of video. I wanted to really dedicate this one to my cousin, really get that off my chest. But we will be back for your regularly scheduled programming with the mess, with the drama, with the, the goof, with the, all that, the unpredictability, the loud mouth, the <laughs> mouth of the South. We will be back in motion. Please believe it. But thank you guys for allowing me this time to really deal with myself and deal with my family and deal with the things that I need to because there has been no pressure. It's been nothing but love and people just genuinely wanting to, you know, know what the fuck is going on with me. So that's what's been going on, bitch. Okay. That's what's been going on. But to everybody with your drinks, put your drinks up, put your drinks up, put your drinks up, put your drinks up. Thank you guys. I love you guys. And we're going to take this shot for Jay. All right. Love you guys. Peace. Okay. Peace, y'all. <laughs>